Hey, you can blame the moon or the Mercury retrograde if you want, but I'm willing to believe that your funk this week is completely related to something else. Let's find out what. You're listening to the Elevate Your 8 podcast, where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Productivity guru and self-care ninja Chris McPeak will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you sharing their tips and strategies for success and learning how to incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, podcaster, and wannabe 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. Welcome to the Elevate Your 8 podcast. I am your host, Chris McPeak, and today we are talking about getting through the daylight savings time change. So it's almost spring, and in the spring season of daylight savings time, we spring forward, which means we lose an hour, and some people really dig this and some people can't stand it. My childhood memories of daylight savings time was this interesting little like 30-second commercial, and I want to say it was on CBS News on Saturdays with the morning cartoons, and it was just one of those like news pieces that was that was made palatable for little kids. And the picture I have in my head is a bunch of kids getting on a school bus when it's still dark outside. I think originally, I, I remember being told that daylight savings time existed to keep kids from going to school in the dark. But actually, um, did some research on this, and it turns out that the idea of resetting clocks forward an hour in the spring and back an hour in the fall was first suggested by Benjamin Franklin in an essay he wrote called An Economical Project for Disminishing the Cost of Light, which was published in 1784. So daylight savings time is a seasonal time change measure where clocks are set ahead of standard time during a part of the year, usually by one hour. And when daylight savings time starts, the sun rises and sets later on the clock than the day before. Today, about 40% of countries worldwide use it to make better use of daylight and to conserve energy. So this energy thing went down during World War One in Germany and Austria, and it was their way of saving energy during the war. So if you think that daylight savings time is a good idea, you're supposed to thank a New Zealand scientist named George Vernon Hudson and a British builder named William Willett. In 1895, Hudson presented a paper to the Wellington Philosophical Society proposing a two-hour shift forward in October and a two-hour shift back in March. There was interest in this idea, but it was never followed through. Then in 1905, independently from Hudson, British builder William Willett suggested setting the clocks ahead 20 minutes on each of the four Sundays in April and switching them back by the same amount of time on each of the four Sundays in September. So that would be eight time switches during the year. I don't know about you guys, but that would make me absolutely nuts. Willett's daylight saving plan caught the attention of a British member of parliament named Robert Pierce who introduced a bill to the House of Commons in February of 1908. So the very first daylight saving bill was drafted in 1909, presented to Parliament several times and examined by a select committee. But the idea was opposed by many, especially farmers, so that particular bill never made it into law. 
The Daylight Savings Time Plan was not formally adopted in the United States until 1918. An Act to Preserve Daylight and Provide Standard Time for the United States was enacted on March 19, 1918. Stick with me, guys. The history lesson is coming to a close very quickly. It both established standard time zones and set summer daylight savings time to begin in March of 1918. Daylight saving time was observed for about seven months in 1918 and 1919. After World War I, this law proved so unpopular that it was repealed in 1919 with a congressional override of President Wilson's veto. So daylight saving time then became a local option and was continued in a few states such as Massachusetts and Rhode Island and in some cities, New York, Chicago, and Philadelphia. During World War II, President Franklin Roosevelt instituted a year-round daylight saving time and he called it wartime from February 9, 1942 to September 30, 1945. From 1945 to 1966, there was no federal law regarding daylight saving time, so states and localities were free to choose whether or not to observe daylight saving time and could choose when it began and when it ended. This understandably caused confusion, especially for the broadcasting industry, as well as railways, airlines, and bus companies. So actually, if you think daylight saving time is crazy now, I think we should probably be counting our blessings. And I haven't even started talking about President Nixon yet. Oh, my delightful Elevate Your 8 audience. In the spring, our fancy lightly turns to thoughts of spring cleaning, no more winter, and possibly getting our asses back in gear with a morning routine. The days are getting slightly longer, temperatures getting somewhat warmer, unless you live in Chicago, and you're probably excited to start wearing your short sleeves, unless you live in California. Regardless, spring is a great time not only to clean, but to hone your morning routine, which is why I'm offering the free challenge, Morning Routine Glory, starting on Monday, March 23rd. We'll spend four days together doing a time inventory, a positivity wish list, all of which will culminate in your very own brand new morning routine. The challenge is absolutely free, and you can sign up right now by going to chrismcpeak.com forward slash morning. Sign up today and mark those calendars for Monday, March 23rd. Now, back to today's episode. On January 4th, 1974, President Nixon signed into law the Emergency Daylight Saving Time Energy Conservation Act of 1973. Okay, let me say that again. President Nixon signed into law the Emergency Daylight Saving Time Energy Conservation Act of 1973. Whew, okay. Beginning in 1974, implementing the Daylight Saving Time Energy Act and clocks were set ahead. On October 5th, 1974, Congress amended the act and standard time returned on October 27th, 1974. This is the precise reason that I'm not a historian, right? So that whole thing you hear on podcasts and TV and radio about uh, you begin at 2 a.m. and then turn your clocks forward or back, well, that actually became the Daylight Saving Time Act in 1986. And that's where this whole 2 a.m. on the first Sunday of April and 2 a.m. on the last Sunday of October, that's where all this stuff came from with Daylight Saving Time. So in 2005, the Energy Policy Act extended daylight saving time in the United States, and then it began in 2007. 
even though Congress retained the right to revert back to the 1986 law should the change prove unpopular or if energy savings were not significant. So going from 2007 forward, daylight saving time in the U.S. begins at 2 a.m. on the second Sunday of March and ends at 2 a.m. on the first Sunday of November. So in terms of consequences and how our bodies and minds deal with this, it sounds like the fall behind, the fall back in November isn't really the problem. It's the spring ahead in, in the springtime. And Money Talks News posted an article from the National Sleep Foundation, and it says that springing ahead one hour can take the pep out of your step and people on average sleep 40 minutes less than their normal amount on the night following the springtime change. And then consequences show up on Monday. And there are three consequences that Money Talks News cited with regards to the springing ahead. First of all, they call it cyber loafing. On the Monday after shifting to daylight saving time, employees spend more time than normal surfing the web for unrelated content to their work, according to a study at Penn State. The surfing results in potentially massive productivity losses. Heart attacks is next. The number of acute myocardial infarctions, infractions, jumps 24% on the Monday after the springtime change. And this is according to a three and a half year study published in the cardiology journal Open Heart in 2013. And then the third negative thing is an analysis of mining industry injuries from 1983 to 2006 revealed that on the Monday after the time change, workers sustained more workplace injuries and their injuries were more severe compared with other days. Now, even as I share the information from that article, and I'm not going to lie, they're scientific studies, but it seems just a little bit like a stretch. So I want to offer these thoughts and granted, this show is coming out on a Wednesday morning, so you're already three days into daylight saving time. But here are some ways you can continue mitigating any struggles that you're having getting used to the time change. The first way to start is to prepare a few days early. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I actually didn't even know it was daylight saving time until... I worked this race over the weekend and someone had brought it up. It's the suggestion is about a week before springing forward, you should start going to bed 15 to 30 minutes earlier than your usual bedtime because your body needs some time to make up for that lost hour. The second thing you should do is to continue sticking to your schedule. Do not fall behind on your regular patterns like eating, socializing, going to bed and exercising and exposing yourself to the bright light in the morning will also help you adjust. So maybe the first thing that you do when you wake up is to open your blinds straight away and get some sun or go ahead and go outside for a couple minutes and take a walk or take your dog outside. Get outside and get used to that sun early. Then a third thing that you can do is to be really careful to not take long naps. Shutting your eyes midday can be tempting, especially if you feel sluggish. But avoiding naps is key for adjusting to the time change because long daytime naps could make it harder for you to get to get a full night's sleep. And as I'm recording this, I just finished working a race and had been up since four and on my feet from 6 a.m. to 11:30 a.m. which you know if you work retail you already know how that feels but I came home and I absolutely crashed for about two hours so I'm already like not taking my own advice but we live and learn isn't that right my friends and then of course I've talked about this before on the show avoiding coffee and alcohol about four to six hours before bedtime because alcohol actually can prohibit you from getting quality sleep. So even though alcohol is viewed as a depressant, it does actually affect your body in a way 
that screws up with your sleep as opposed to making your sleep better. Okay, that is this week's episode. And thank you from the bottom of my heart, A, for indulging me with a little history lesson this week. I actually wasn't planning to dig into it that way, but the more that I read, the more I thought this is such a fascinating concept and I did not know all this stuff about daylight saving time. So I guess consider us both more educated now, right? And secondly, as always, I do so appreciate you downloading today's episode, checking it out, telling your friends and family and your coworkers and your peers and your dog. I mean, come on, my dog listens to my show every week. What the heck? I'm your host, Chris McPeak. Thank you for listening to Elevate Your 8. And remember, this is not just a podcast. It's the way of life. See you later. Hey there. Did you miss out on the Ultimate Productivity Bundle when it was offered in January? Well, you are in luck, my friend, because the bundle is back for two days only, March 11th and 12th. And after that, it's probably going away forever. So go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash bundle to pick yours up today. And if you want my special free guide on 22 ways to achieve time freedom, go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash elevate and get your copy right now.